We have a really great show today. We're going to talk about um, how we're viewed as Jews in the eyes of the world and our responsibility to make sure that we're always making a Kiddush Hashem. Hello all, this is Aaron Wogelinter, and I'm here with my co-host, Rabbi Wogelinter, a.k.a. The Father. And this is Around the Shabbos Table, a podcast my father and I have created to bring you our thoughtful conversations and healthy arguments so you can enjoy them now and bring them up at your Shabbos tables later. Don't be fooled by the name. Shabbos was not desecrated in any way, shape, or form in the production of this show. This podcast is sponsored by the Intentional Jew Podcast Network, a growing network of podcasts trying to make Judaism more intentional. Check out what we have going on there with Menachem Poznanski's new shows, Simi Lerner's new shows, and Rabbi David M. Cohen's new shows. We have some really great stuff. That's intentionaljew.com. And now... Let's get around the Shabbos table. The clip is the the NBC nurses was is a new show and it's running and they had a clip, they had a, a segment with a Hasidish boy and his father and something happened to his leg. It's, it was a little bit out of context the clip, but uh, something happened to his leg and they wanted to give him a, a new leg, and they rejected the possibility of having his leg healed or being put put together with another leg because it could possibly be from a from a guy or a woman. Um, and what they say, like a dead, a dead Goyim's leg. So that became then, or, or an Arab, right? And that became the de- the then um, the meme, basically on Jewish Twitter was, uh, you know, everyone was just before somebody serious got up and 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 did something about it. The um, the meme was just like you know, that everyone was talking about the dead dead Goyim leg because it's totally out of context. It's totally wrong. Not not a not a true. Um, portrayal of of anything not of halacha not of the society not of the culture it was just off uh the picture itself was off like the people were making fun of the fact like we've been around for a long time hasidim and like there's a you know there's a way to get the payas right they don't have to look like like soup noodles you know and that was the that was just a lot of things wrong with the, the this nbc nurses but what was actually nice and impressive was that there was there is a woman. Her name is Allison Joseph of uh, Jew in the City fame, and basically normal. She her her mission is to normalize orthodoxy, and she stepped up to the plate here, and she made a really big deal about this, and she got noticed. Her tweet got noticed, her articles got noticed, and apparently, from what I read, the the NBC took the took the episode off, right. and they took it off there took it off the streaming. I don't know where they took it off, but they took it off. Um, and that just shows, I thought that that was a, in, it's an important thing to highlight here when Jews feel something's wrong and are able to stand up and not put into this victimized mindset of, oh, it's anti-Semitism and let's just cry about it on Jewish Twitter. No, let's do something. And she did. And I think kudos to her, to Alison Joseph. And I think that's a, I think that was a hush of thing, an important thing.
So that's one of the very important, the first um, issues that need to be talked about is, you know, is, is standing up and doing something. And rather than just, just fetching and complaining, and, and rather than just falling into the trap of taking that stereotype and, and saying, oh, you know, look at how bad we look. Right, which we've done with, with Netflix specials and we've done with Unorthodox, which we said, maybe it is true. And then the conversation becomes, is it true? Is it not true? And, and uh, we start looking at it and in, in, in a negative way. But the first thing is, um, I also felt that the way she did it wasn't, we're just as normal as everyone else. It was coming from a place of, this you, is simply, this simply not, this is simply wrong. Right. And I thought that was an important thing. I, I find it interesting. It's totally a side point. But but I, I find it interesting that uh, th- that a major network would do noodle paste, and and when I say noodle paste, I mean the the whole thing, like the the whole that everything was wrong about it. You know, the, 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 the most likely a person like that would have said, you know, we have to ask the rav if if it's mutter, if it's not mutter, and even if you you know, even if not everybody asks shilas, but it just. The whole conversation, everything about it wasn't right. And it just, it was, it was, I found that insulting also. Like, if you want to portray me, so then portray me collect correctly. Now, if I, don't know if it, I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, I, I don't even remember what year it was. But Todd was doing a play in the San Diego Repertory Theater. And um, the, the Holy Chassid was, was doing this, was doing this play, he was doing the, um, the Dibbuk. And he very much wanted the Rebbe, the guy who played the Rebbe, who was a non-Jew. He wanted him to be a Rebbe. And he wanted the non-Jew who was playing the Chassan, who had a say over some psukim in, from Shir Shirim. He wanted him to say it correctly and to portray what they were going to portray correctly. And he hired me Oh, that's amazing! As a consultant, ever tell this? I'm I'm sure you did. Yeah, there were. I, it was in the early days, so I had a little more time. I <laughs> used to go to rehearsals down in the at the in in Island and Fifteenth. It was it was just incredible. I even got my car broken into once. I had fifteen parochasin. I I got them from somewhere. I had them in the back of my car, and there was some homeless guy. With them in his in his cart, <laughs> and the cops stopped him and said, "What's that?" So, oh man, I just found him. <laughs> it was just it was wild. But but I walked in one night for rehearsal. The room was dark, and there was Todd standing in the middle with a half dollar candle. They were all around him, locked arm in arm, singing Eliyahu Anavi. And I said to myself, Halavai, if I could get my heaven and be able right. to do that. It was it was unbelievable to, the energy that he poured in that it shouldn't that it should that be it authentic should, and it shouldn't and be insulting. insulting. Not right. Insulting. And that's I I mean I talk I told the rabbi to be a rabbi. And and I taught and I sat for hours. You, you know it's insulting when you're teaching a rabbi how to be a rabbi. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still insulting, right? right? We understand right. that. We understand that. No, but no, you, that, that's part of the insult. It's not just... You didn't even do the, the almost the effort to stereotype us the in, right way. In the right way. Yeah. That's correct. Like, you remember the, the... No, you wouldn't remember this. It was when I was a kid. There was this movie, The Mad Adventures of Rabbi Yaakov. And I remember it was so... It was a very funny movie. But it was like slapstick. But it was so 
not believable because everything about it was so wrong. Like like all the pieces, sometimes you know, blazing saddles, those kinds right. of things. Like it's just like the stereotypes were wrong, and that I always found found that to be very insulting. And that's one that you know that's a, that's like a side, mamish's side kind of thing. Right, but I think that that's where this is coming from in a bit that you you do a good job. Nobody's going to argue that the Netflix specials did a good job, and they portrayed it well. And they 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 spent their time and the effort figuring out the culture and the nuances and 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 even I don't really want to get into it as much as this, but yeah. like I, I you know you see Hasidim talking about the um the culture that they understood from the from the thing, and they said they. Not throwing it under the bus, not saying, yeah, all Hasidim are horrible. And not even saying that, but just saying the, the nuances, the fun they had watching it. Because the nuances that they got, the relationship with the Rebbe, the, the relationship with the Kala teacher, and all these different nuances that they, they really picked up well um, to do that to do that special. So I think that this one was coming from just like, what? He's, it's so insulting. Right. And, uh, and, that was, and that was a reaction. That's sort of what happened. And I thought that that was... It's hard though. So, so this is my struggle because, on the one hand, I'm excited, I'm happy, I'm I'm happy for her, this this Jew in the city. I'm happy that she was able to make an inroad like that and to be able to make a difference. But on the other hand, there's like always this idea of like we're in Gullis and we we're not supposed to be comfortable. We're not supposed to be portrayed on national television or television like like the right way. Like we don't need to be there. I don't think it was it wasn't coming from that from her at all. And so I, I want to make that clear that she wasn't saying, you know, we're, we're just as good as you. And it wasn't coming from that sort of like uh, assimilated place where we're just as good as you and, and I could take off my yarmulke as well. That wasn't where it was coming from. But we always have to be careful that it doesn't go there. And when we get, when we look at anti-Semitism, when we stand up to anti-Semitism and our initial reaction is, hey, that shouldn't, that's not right. It has to be careful that it's not coming from a place of, you know, we're just like everyone else. Why are we being called out here? I think that that's uh, I, I that's my struggle with it. Right. So I think that that's um, that's a very important thing, and we could probably spend a lot of time discussing that. But I I think that there's you know after we celebrate her and after we we celebrate the fact that that we actually did make a difference, that she made a difference, and that that they reacted to it and they and and they took it down, which is an incredible thing. They could have just ignored it in a kiddush Hashem dick away, not in yeah, a you I, know. I feel so. I, and I know that people will argue this. Because we always argue this, but but I feel that it was a kiddush Hashem, and I feel that it was a it was a very a very positive thing. But now the dust is settled, the dust is settling, and now what do we do with this? What do we do with this? What are what are we thinking Jews meant to do with an event that happens? So there are those that will that will look at it and and celebrate the fact that we have a power, and, and you know that's a whole another conversation. But I think that that's. That's definitely not what we should. Right, be we can make a difference in the media, and we can make a difference in Ooh. in culture. And that's, that, that, that to me, that's not important. The fact that we're able to protect ourselves—that's an important thing. But but that's all. But now, doors closed, lights out. I'm sitting alone with this episode, recording on at it, right, <laughs> right, and I'm looking at this episode, and I'm saying to myself, "Why do they think that this is me? Why do they think that this is me?" And and that's the question that we have to ask ourselves. You know, when, when we were leaving Egypt, one of the things that God said to the Jews, and he promised Moshe that I want you to you know, go get the money from the Egyptians, and I'm going to give the chain of the people to the Mitzvah. 
In other words, the mitzvah are going to like us. Now, what, why, did, why was that necessary? Because we know that Golas Mitzrayim is the paradigm for Gulas Mitzrayim, is the paradigm for the ultimate Gula, which means that in the ultimate Gula, they're going to like us. And the ultimate gula, part of that gula is, is that they're going to see a chen in us, which means that until that gula, they're not going to see a chen in us. Why are they not going to see a chen in us? Because we don't necessarily portray that chen. Think of any of the gedalim stories that you've heard about the real gedalim, about what they said about Reb Moshe when he Moshe was in the Feinstein. hospital. Moshe Feinstein, when he was in the hospital. What they said about Rabbi Yaakov, the story I told you the time they came to visit, they came to pay pay a shiva call by Rabbi Yaakov, and a nun came to pay a shiva call, and she said to the mishpacha that this was the only person that, that I couldn't even say good morning to him before he said good morning to me every single morning. This the the the, the, the famous Aaron story, the Rabbi Aaron Cutler was would always tell his driver to go when they're going back from New York to Jersey, to go late at night. Through a certain... Go through through the, the tolls, but go to a person, not to an automatic to an automatic thing. So that we can just greet the person. The guy's sitting there for hours, he's doing nothing. Just greet the person, say hello. That, But that makes an impression on the veldt. When, when you see people like that, when they behave that way, it makes an incredible impression. That's the way it's supposed to be. We are supposed to be stellar we're supposed to be spectacular. And why aren't we? Why, why, why is it that they have stereotypes of us, you know, with m- money grubbing and dishonest? Where did that word come, jewing somebody down? How did, how, how did we get that? So you want to tell me that we're not guilty of that? That's, that's partial anti-Semitism? I'm I, I'm not sure that I I'm not sure that's true. But would you you wouldn't you wouldn't say all anti-Semitism is rooted in something we're doing wrong? Is no. our non-chain? No, Esav saying is Yaakov. There so is there's a, inherent there's, there's inherent, inherent things that they they can they can make out of nothing. No question about it. There's a sin. There's a hatred. There's there's all evil. There's all of that. But there is a degree of it that I could control. So yeah. is the job to find out which parts and why, like. Why are we portrayed with a big nose? We have to figure out why that, that happens. Is that the avoda? Or just you look at it and you say, we are portrayed, that means that we don't have a chain, and I have to figure out what kind of things I'm doing that are not that are not likable, that are not pleasing. It doesn't have to be specific to that thing. I, 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 th- yes, I think that we have to figure out why we don't have that chain, why they're not seeing our beautiful side. Now, some of it is because they're not exposed to it. Somebody told me, maybe it was you, about some uh, some 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 uh, television program that was that was made with a, a guy a reporter that went into from homes and went in on Shabbos and went in on Yontif and and took pictures and 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 videos. It was a, a YouTube a YouTube video. Right. Peter Santanello. It was and, fascinating. And that and and that I'm not going to talk about the halachic side of it, but correct. But but that was able to portray. A certain amount of beauty. Now, unfortunately, there's so much negative that I don't know how much it dispelled. But but imagine if we really took this seriously, of how we looked in the world. Of, you know, there were times when I was driving. I'm I'm not a particularly great driver, and there were there were. 
<laughs> I think you want to say, Daddy, that's an understatement. <laughs> I'm just saying it for everyone else. That's all. <laughs> so now I'm going to quote that. Not particularly great. Okay, yeah. And and I would always be nervous. I was going to cut somebody off or do something stupid. And whenever I would do that, I felt like I wanted to take my yarmulke off. I never did, but I wanted to take my yarmulke off so that they should just say stupid driver and not stupid rabbi, right? Not stupid Jew. Because we, we just put on a Yankees hat, doesn't that? Yeah. Doesn't also hide it? I also then you're not a Jew. You're wearing a Yankees hat, right? And I and I assume that's true because for all the visitors from the East Coast in um, in SeaWorld, in SeaWorld for and, sure, they are, there were was all, no Jews. They, they were they seem to be hiding under their their Yankees caps. The um, there's always a problem though when they're from wives and children with with shade laws and and, and yant of clothing. Nabach Leolino. <laughs> Assimilation. <laughs> the, um, but, but, the, but, but, but the, imagine if we took this seriously and said to ourselves that, that how, how can I improve the way that I'm perceived? I, I don't need to go on national television to do that. And I don't need to make television programs about me to do that. But that if I dedicated myself to that and the next person dedicated themselves to that, I mean, I, I don't want to. Are we know, not? Do we not do that? So I don't and know. I don't know who. The, the question really is who's we? But do we not do that? Do we not try to make. Isn't that our. Isn't that our. Avoda is to make a Kiddush Hashem, to bring Shem Shemayim and, and be Makadasha in the world and show how beautiful and now Gishmak it is to be a Jew? So I think that that's on paper and that's in every Sefer Musar. And I think that it is. It appears to be something that is lacking in. I know you say our door, but it's uh, but it certainly seems to be something that's lacking. That that there isn't that there isn't a perception. We don't have a self awareness to stop and to ask ourselves how will this be perceived. You and I have it, and you know a little bit in spades, you know, and and maybe sometimes to a fault that we're we're very. I mean, you wouldn't sit next to me in shul for for many many weeks. Because you were worried that people were going to, you know, not everybody knew who we were and knew our relationship. And they would think, what are these guys? Is Corona? What are they sitting so close to each other for? You know, that, that's, that kind of attitude, it goes, it goes a tremendously long way. Unfortunately, what was, you know, things that we've seen in, in, in recent weeks. Like not even meaning like, re, like days. Uh, we see it. We saw it with this. And then we see it. But we saw it, uh, airplanes being deplaned. Because people are not wearing masks, people are being kicked off, people davening without masks on airplanes. Airplanes is a big hot topic today. Right, there um, was a, there was just the story of a family, and I don't know the whole story, but a family where the the grandfather um, took off his mask, and uh, and they threw him off the plane. Was there was there there perhaps a too quick of a reaction? It seems maybe it was too quick of a reaction. There were passengers that were saying, you know, this is wrong, this shouldn't be happening. Be that as it may. But and I'm not full time. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what grandfather was. I don't know what kind of matzah he's in. I don't know. They said that he was he was sick and it was hard for him to keep the mask. I don't know what the matzah is. Right. There always fringe happens to be that I'm acknowledging that when these you read these stories, it's always fringe cases of right. a, a, a young baby or an old man or right. so like there there there's more of story that's out no, of context no for question, sure. But no question about it. But my, the musser, the thing that I have to take from it is I've got to ask myself the question that if I was in that situation. How? What would I need to do to be careful 
about the way that I am being perceived. Now, we understand that we can't be perfect with this and we fall down a lot, but that's a question that we have to ask. If they take a, they take a shot of this, how is this going to look? And that's, that's something you have to ask yourself. That's a, that's a requirement of a Jew to ask himself when he's in a situation, how am I going to be viewed? Yeah, we, I, I think it's a requirement that we have to ask Ben Adam Lechaveray and Ben Adam Le'olamay. You know, we got to ask it out there in the world, but we also have to, have to ask it in everything we do. If I say this, how is that, how is that going to be perceived by you? If I do this, how is that going to be perceived by you? You know, we just we just did something for for a second time. Um, it's not a guy of a thing, but we gave Shalchmanis. We live in a building, and my whole building is Israeli. I don't have to worry that they're going to watch this. <laughs> the um, we live in a building. It was one twenty three twenty three apartments, one Shem Shabbos, one other Shem Shabbos. Um and. From the comments that we that we got, I realize how far people are really away. There's, they're not just Israelis that are not religious. I mean, there's many, many people that are very, very far away. And we decided, we decided this last year, that we were going to give Shalach Manas to every single um, person, every single family. Apartment. And we went to Purim morning, and I dropped off in front of every in front of every house. This year, I wrote a, a cute little poem with a bracha in Hebrew, cha-ching. in in Hebrew, right? Um, so, so, and it, the, what was really interesting is that last year um, we were renting an apartment, so I wasn't, I wasn't on the chat. And many, many, many months, maybe it was in the summertime, I was talking to my landlord and um, said to me something that, oh, I'm sorry, you didn't know that, but the conversation was on the, was on the chat. So I said, what chat? She said, oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot to put you on the, on the chat. She put me on the chat. And as soon as you put me on the chat, all the old messages came in, and the old messages from last Purim of all the people saying thank you. Oh, sweet for the Shalach Manas. And th- this year it was like it was like double, and th- because we wrote this little bracha, and whatever. Now, is, is anybody going to keep Shabbos tomorrow? Don't think so. Ah, that's a different, con- yeah. Don't think that's a so. different conversation. If but, what you're going to do with that action, what what are the pu'ulos that are going to happen? That's but, a different. But when they see when they see me, who is a Haredic representative in their mind, when they see me, they say, "Bokatov." Right, not so bad. I've said, I've said. They don't make their they don't stick their dogs on you. Yeah, <laughs> that's another story. Yeah. The, the, but no, but there's there's a there is a wall that has that has broken down a bit. With, with not, I can't say with everybody, but with certain with certain people in the building, because now I'm a human being. That's I think that's our job is to portray ourselves as human beings. I'm going to split hairs though, because there it's a pro it's a proactive thing you're doing in order to break down that wall. When we're talking about here, when let's give the example, you're on an airplane, you don't want to wear your mask but you're going to put it on. It's preventative. It's not proactive. It's preventative of the negative effect you may have. So there's two things. There's the being proactive to make a Kiddush Hashem in the world. Right. And there's preventing a possible Chilal Hashem. Correct. Which yeah. is also a Kiddush Hashem. And exactly. Right. And I think that we have to be, we have to be cognizant of both. I, and Why? Look, this whole business that happened with the, the Leviahs and with it, with everybody here in Earth's soul is a very, very, very big deal. And um, 
were during a quote unquote lockdown. There were lots and lots of people who gathered way more than than should have been for certain funerals. For Choshev funerals, you know, not just not just them. It was it was it was important things, but I don't think that there was there were many people. I can't say anyone. Many people that stopped to think, what is this going to say to a world that's in lockdown? What is it going to say to a country that's in lockdown? And that yes. No question about it. Protests are okay. And that you know, the, the thousands of people gather for protests without masks. There's no question about it. But it's not tolerated when we do it. And we have to accept that, that it's not tolerated. And therefore, not dig our heels into the ground, but to recognize we have a responsibility. The, the, they turn to those people at, at protests and they say to them, No, oh, it's so terrible they go without masks. How come they can go without masks? And then it's done past the, you know, past the chocolate chips, please. And well, it's over. Like, that's it. No Rishim. By us, it makes a Rishim. And if it makes a Rishim, then we have to be careful with that. And, you know, it, 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 it just brought, it was, it was very raw to you and I. It was, it was a big deal. And, um, and then when we saw that article by uh, Jonathan Rosenblum in a, um, in a, in a, a major Jewish publication, it was it was amazing. We thought that that was that was. I mean, I I just for that. context. I mean, Jonathan wrote Jonathan Rosenblum. Um, he wrote about the fact that his position in the Haredi community is that he's a bit of a spokesperson, and he was dumbfounded. He was just he didn't know what to do with himself after he saw um, major what he called Chil Hashem, and he was asking himself this question of, have we forgotten about Kiddush Hashem? And that was. Um, it, it was a pretty strong article, and he was he was pretty confused, and it was raw, and it was brave of him to write it. Um, and he was basically decrying like that: where are we? Why are we not looking at this and saying, guys, we can't make these decisions because these are chil hashem's, and this is a priority of ours to not make a chil hashem is to ask ourselves how do we look. Um, but what I thought was more fascinating, we've obviously, I've discussed this many times, but what I thought was more fascinating about that, which is the next stage to this is why, why can't we accept and why we as a, as a large culture, can't we look at these things and, and ask ourselves this question of what can I do about this and how can I change myself? Instead, we run right away when we see a, we see a large gathering of people for a protest. We say, oh, those are the anti-BB people. Or those are these people, or those are that people, and we put them into a box. We seal the box and we give it away for shalach We don't, we we don't want anything to do with it. Um, why can't we? Why can't we accept that all those people? And, and that's why it was extra hard for me, and I'm sure Jonathan Rosenblum as well, that these people are the people who he always held. They're always his family, the people who, let's say, went to the Leviah of Major Gedolei Torah. These were people who he associated with. These were part of his community, and I'll call it his family. So now he's seeing that they're doing. So you can't just always just cut people out. Those scissors don't always work. You cannot. You can't always say, "Oh, they're not part of us," and they're the fringe, and they're the fringe, and you got to accept them at some point. And that's where the confusion sets in. Um, and and it's fascinating to me that we just don't we don't do that. This process is not en masse, and people don't that's do that. Good. And we <laughs> we saw the this proof? because the proof is that. The major publication, there was this major publication that his thing was was written in, really didn't continue the conversation. There were other. The, 
I'll say, we, we, we tumult. <laughs> We're a tumulting people. And we love to tumult. What's our biggest tumult now? Should we send pictures for Shiduchim to, of, the, of the boy and the girl? Should we send pictures? Is there something wrong about it or not? I'm embarrassed to even have an opinion about it because who cares? Our, our world Just is, in light of what's going on, who cares? I mean, our, there's- our world is burning. Our world is burning. The the hatred and the sinner to, to people that should be representing Torah, the weakness of people that should be representing Torah, the, it's just off. The whole balance is off. It's 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 whacked out. And don't tell me that, oh, there are so many people that are that are doing what they're supposed to be doing, and it's so beautiful. Yes, but we're not getting that message out there. That message not to our brethren and not to not to the rest of the world. They're not getting that message. That this, there is something beautiful here. That when you learn Torah, it's something that enhances your life, makes you into a different kind of person. We're not getting that message out. If that's the case, stop worrying about pictures for Shiduchim and worry about how we can fix our image, but not in a political um, kind of you know magazine way. But how can we fix fix our image from the inside? How can we? Live a life that is reflective of the Torah that we're learning and the Torah that we're living. And I think that that has to be a major, it's got to be a wake-up call to us, that as a community, I'm not generalizing, I'm not looking at some of them and saying that's all of them, but if this is what's happening in some part of our community, that means we're not being much beyond them, even them. That means that there's something missing in the way that I am representing Torah. What does that mean? Not just that you have to personally love God, but that the name of God has to become beloved because of you. That means that people have to look at you and say, if that's what it is to be a godly person, I'm all in. As opposed to saying, if that's what it is to be a godly person, thank you very much. Start without me. What's fascinating, though, here is that it's such a big issue, so disconnected from me. And the formula we're 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 putting out here today is that you got to look at the small things and at the things you do. At who did you give shalach manas to? Who? Where are you sitting in shul? When are you wearing? Just because it's today, when are you wearing your mask? And who who are you honking at? Who are you cutting off? It's the little things that each person has to do. But it comes in the wake-up calls from this big picture of like how we're portrayed on a on a on a TV show. But it's the little we, we now have to take that. Yes, we have to fight the big fight, and that's an important thing. But we have to get in, we have to close the door and sit down and say, What little things can I do? That's fascinating. I mean, it's like that's that's why I assume it's hard for people to do that because it's you want you get stuck in either the big picture or the small picture. I don't know. I, I, I think I I'm like, I think I could save the world by, by not honking one time. I think that if, whenever we get on the highway, you know, and like, I want actually by yeah honking and I want to show an Israeli how to drive. My wife always looks at me, Adel says like, what are you, what are you going to do? You're teaching them how to drive. They're not going to learn. I really think that if you, if you keep on doing the same action, small action over and over that you will make a difference. You create a culture on the highway. You create a culture in this town. You create a culture. That, that we don't do that here and we don't do, we see it, it could happen. Cultures are created, you can create new ones. So I believe that, for, I, I actually believe this, that from the small things, if you 
you never know. You give shalachmanis to everybody in your building. Maybe that person will move to a new building and feel that it's important for them to do it. Not in a religious way, but just in a in a in a in an interpersonal relationship way. In a, in a creating v'afta l'reich kamocha and creating a v'afta sashem. Whereas there's there's chain and there's beauty here. That's a, like I I think that from the small actions you can actually create something big. And that's what the the lack of focus when somebody's on a plane and they want it's, to, it's a specific example, but somebody's on a plane, they want to daven. I always ask myself, if you don't daven, they always look at me. I say, no, I can't participate in these minyana. What are you doing? Who are you saving? And I, I really think that I'm saving somebody. I really think that I'm doing a bigger deal. Like it, So it's a, on the one hand, it's big, it's You're small, not, but the small things build. You are not participating. In, in what could very well be a chilul Hashem. You know, I, I feel very much when I go to a supermarket, person says to me, oh, with a lot of chutzpah, you know, they have they have 16 items, I have 17 items. So they say, eh, you know, I have just a few things. Can I go in front of you? Bekavod. Now, inside I'm saying to myself, you, I'm not happy about it. But I know that saying no to that person is not is not justice. It's not the right thing. Because saying no to that person is going to give that person, he's not looking at it. He's obviously unaware of himself. He's unaware that, dude, you also have a big load. Like, you know, cut it out. There's and no you're reason. also busy. You also have somewhere to yeah, go. That's right. right. And you're not, you're not any more important than I am. But he doesn't get that. So what's he going to see? He's going to see the Haredi guy. The religious guy wouldn't let me go because right. he thinks he's better than me. Now, that's ridiculous. We know that. But at the end of the day, why do I want to participate in his fantasy? Why don't I want to at least take that away from Did I change his mind? Did I make him a better person? Did I make him more aware? Probably not. But did I at least take away another opportunity for him to say, you know what? I don't want anything to do with this Jewish stuff, with his religious stuff. I, ju- I don't want to go near it. I think that we have to be conscious of this all the time, of of how we are comporting ourselves. And it's not and a the, uh, it's not a crazy, no. sheevish looking thing. It's you are a Jew, you wear a yarmulke. We saw this. We saw this thing with the uh, with the impeachment lawyer for right, and he um, attorney who wasn't wearing a yarmulke and the thing. But every time he took a drink, um, for the uh, I think the impeachment attorney for for Trump, right? And every time yeah. he took a drink, he put his hand on his head. Yeah, halachic, not halachic, but oh, he, to, please, that's not even, the conversation. Don't talk about the halacha. What I thought was what was beautiful is that here is a man who has values who's sticking to them, and I thought it was a beautiful thing. The guy said the 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 most incredible words, which should be made into a poster, and and I can't quote it, but I can tell you what the the, the sentiment of what he said was that he really wanted to deliver that final speech. It was it was something important in his life. He had worked on it. He had. He wanted to make a statement to, to the world. He said it was important to him. But keeping Shabbos was more important. Now That's a bigger statement. The power, yeah. the power of a statement like that is incredible. You know, it was the it was the, the head cover that, that was heard around the world. You know, it has it has an incredible impression that we we are ambassadors of the Rebunish Lenin. And we have to see ourselves as ambassadors to Jews and to non-Jews. Right. And I think that's being proud, 
confident. That's right. These are the important things. So, so if this lady was acting as an ambassador of the Rebbeinu Shlelem, then the fact that it might be in a medium that we don't need necessarily to participate in, but was doing it as an ambassador of the Rebbeinu Shlelem, then all the power to her. Right, and that's what I think it was. So I think, uh, yeah, she she did the right thing, and that's. But but not not that should always have to be the reaction. This this is an important reaction to go in to go deep, dive inwards, and see what can I um what can I do better. This definitely adds like a level of consciousness to me. Just um in general in terms of just who like what the things I do for sure driving on the street you know, um and the the way I portray myself and I'm and it makes me proud. It makes me proud that I'm. I can think about this and that my hunk on the street means more than just a hunk. And I, and I thought about it and it was husband and it was thought of that's a, um, that's an empowering thought. You ask me um, often when we're talking about the podcast and the things, what's the, you know, where, where, where are we going? What's the point? What do we want to accomplish? So as, as we're talking tonight, I'm thinking to myself, what do I want to accomplish? Exactly what, is happening to you and I. By talking about this with each other, it is it is reminding us of a sensitivity that we have, but a consciousness that we don't always have. And it's reminding us that we have to put this a little more in our in our forefront. And a little more in the you know in, in the foreground of, of our eyes. And I hope that our listeners get this idea also. That it's it's something it's something to think about. It's something to be conscious of. How am I coming across? You know, if um, I'm, I'm blanking right now, but the the character in in the, the that that we got the the money grubbing thing from that uh, Shylock that that if if he was a real person, and he would have said to himself. Well, how is this? What kind of impression is this going to make? Then, then maybe he would have dealt with things. He's fictional, but he would have dealt with things differently. Look, we, we can look at we can look at Aaron. There are famous matters that says it quotes a few people, because Aaron and Boaz and a few others that if they would have known that they would have written for posterity, then they would have done it in an even different way. Now that's a little bit hard because you know you mean you're only doing it for public consumption, but if they would have understood that people were watching them. And learning from them, if they would have, would have gotten a full impact, so then they would have done it in a way where they could have taught even more lessons than what they already taught. And that's, I think, that we have to we have to see ourselves that way. We have to see ourselves as people that are we are impactful. Every one of us, every Jew, is impactful, and therefore the way we comport ourselves, the way we do things, is very critical. Amazing. Okay, shkoach. Pass the challenge. Awesome. Thank you very much for listening. And um, remember, just like, comment. If you're watching us on YouTube, then thank you. Subscribe uh, below, as they say on YouTube. Uh, hit the like button. And um, reach out to us at uh, intentionaljew at gmail.com. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Tell us what you like, what you didn't like. And uh, comment on us. We'd love to. We'd love to hear feedback. We we we've gotten some beautiful feedback, and we'd love to hear it. We'd love to hear what what people are thinking, what people 
people right, take the conversation it. off the pod as well. Right. Tell us, tell us that you disagree and tell us you agree. Um, leave a comment on YouTube. It's the easiest way. And, and then we can uh, open discussion there. Awesome.